Ash and Fourier on WEEI. Off our little TV discussion, it was two weeks ago. The Kansas City-Miami game was the one that was Peacock only to a texter. Oh, okay. It was uh, this past week against Buffalo was on all of it. Paramount Plus of CBS. But, yes, it was a week before Kansas City-Miami. That one was just on on uh, Peacock. How about the guy? Is this is this right? It was at YouTube TV. You get a 21-day trial. You keep it. Uh, you keep doing that every three weeks. I don't know Stop if you can it. actually do. Can that. you really do it? I guess you, you do it with different emails. I, I, got it, I got it for a month. Did you really? Yeah. And it came with Sunday ticket for like two weeks or something. Oh wow! And then what do you cancel it and then try to do the I same thing I, over I'm not, again? I'm not making 55 emails to do that. So no. I mean, right? Isn't that kind of a pain in the ass? You only got to do 12 for the year. Uh, get it for a month. For yeah. Free. Well, no. If, it's, if you only get it for every three weeks, then you got to oh, add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add some more. There you go. Would be. Yeah, you'd have to have uh, 14 or 15 different emails to get away with it. That's just for the year. What are you going to yeah, do for that? exactly. Yeah, after a while, it becomes a law of diminishing returns, doesn't it? Hey, WEEI's coverage of the football postseason brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Let's start where we began today, and that was with the Celtics beating the Mavericks 119-110. to And, uh... Fourier, until we sat down to do the show today, I didn't think about Grant Williams once. Going into that game yesterday, I didn't think about Grant one time and that it's the Grant Williams revenge game. And, I know. Hey, we're going to go see this guy that wasn't <laughs> annoying as hell when he was here. And The best the best sound that I saw, and most people probably don't, didn't even catch this because it was the post-game of uh, with Jalen Brown and Christos uh, Przingis. Yep. Right? So they were doing a post-game uh, little interview together because they're best friends now. They're like Thunder Buddies. Those two. They're always together. Um, and at the end of the interview, this is a post game of the Houston Rockets, obviously looking forward to playing Dallas the next day or whatever. Um, Abby Chin asked Jalen Brown if he was excited to see uh, Grant Williams again. Are you excited to see Grant tomorrow? Uh, you know, not really. But uh, you know, I love Grant. Um, so I'm, I'm sure he'll be you know, ready to have a, um, an annoying game. Um, but we just got to come out and uh, just be the best version of ourselves. Is that Grant Williams' best trait? <laughs> he's so – is that he's annoying? He's, like, cheesy annoying. But, I mean, the fact that clearly when the, when there was the block of Grant Williams by Jason Tatum, he <laughs> was woofing at him, but he had a serious look on yeah. his face. Like, they were really getting into it. Yeah. Well, okay, it was you're talking about the play uh Well, but I mean you yeah. hear that from Jalen Brown yeah. where it's like, Oh, he's annoying and then, you know, like Grant whenever uh uh whenever that he blocked it, Tatum Grant like flopped on the ground. Here's what it sounded like on NBC Sports Boston with Scal and that new guy. Tatum missed him both after <laughs> he made his first five. Williams swatted by Tatum. <laughs> And JT with some words for his former teammate. That was that was big brother on little brother. Man, get that out of here. Oh, Batman just got got. That was the best. So so he falls to the ground, and it was just such a you just got punked move. It's the end of the half. He's he's shooting a half court shot that he probably won't even hit the rim with. And Tandra says, uh 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 trying to draw here's my foul. here's my chance to just kind of embarrass the hell out of you. But I'm gonna call him Grant, not call him no damn I, I, I actually <laughs> think the quote of the year was the whole he's probably gonna have a an annoying game. And he just <laughs> says it like they're so tired of him. And Porzingis obviously is aware of it because he's sitting right next to Jalen Brown. 
trying not to just laugh out loud. He's just kind of smirking. I'm sure he'll be, you know, ready to have a an annoying game. And Jalen Brown didn't even he didn't even he didn't even break character. He was very serious. I mean, it's not like Grant Willis is, is even playing very well. He's not even playing well there right now. Like he's struggling mightily. Um, it just goes to show just how real that was, as playful as it was. Like they were just so sick of him. Mm-hmm. And like, and I don't even know if it's in a lovable way. I feel like it's in a fake lovable way. Uh, yeah, I do feel like it is the oh, you're 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 gone. Hey, I love you, man. But I dude, I couldn't stand you. But uh, but as soon as they leave, it's like, oh man, what a difference the locker room is. Oh my god, Grant did not. Is know? he in the room? Can we actually? Oh, great. I'm sure he's going to have the answer. And the, and Grant, the thing about Grant Williams is that, but he was the uh, he was like the uh, the NBA rep, the player rep. Yeah, like he, he was a high up. He knows he's annoying. He knows that's a part of his game. I mean, you know, Grant that that's the edge with which Grant Williams plays with, um, and why he got over fifty million dollars. That's amazing. It was him. Though. I I actually forgot about it until I saw that post game, and the other guy is is your favorite player. Oh yeah, uh, Kyrie Irving last night. What a dink! Not not a bad stuff can happen to him. That's all. Can I ask you a question and only hmm. give you two options? I'm going to ask you a question, but you only, and I don't want you to get mad because you always get mad I'm not I, when I when I back great. you when I back you into a corner, and it's fine. There, you only have two options because I was thinking about this. I was, I was watching this game promise, with Kyrie Irving. I promise not to change my tone. Okay, no, you can change your tone all you want. No, I don't want to change okay. my tone with you. I like you. Okay, because Kyrie Irving, I feel he's he's every choice he's made has been wrong. He's been wrong about everything. Except filling Every, his bank account. That's it. Okay, well, which, is, that, which, is, hard, right. which is easy to do with a guy like that. Well, that is okay, true. so fine. But as far as like, his career choices, as far as status, okay. awards, yeah. you know, hardware, championships, those yep. types of things, I feel like he chose wrong. Hmm. And I'm watching him out there, and, and I forgot he was even on the team. Like he's almost like he's completely, completely irrelevant. So I ask you, your opinion, your emotional feeling. That best describes how you feel about him now. Is it still anger? Because most fans were angry at him for what he did, how he lied, and how he just carried it, or how he went about his business, even when he was with Brooklyn. Is it anger or is it pity? Those are your two choices. No. Based I've, on where he is in his life. I have no pity for stupid people. Uh, so I guess I will choose anger because <laughs> I would rather uh, I would rather answer an hour of your silly emotional boxing no, in questions. It's, it's a fair question. Than be in a room with that guy for even an hour. But did I don't think I could even have a conversation with Kyrie Irving. I think he would annoy me that much. But think about how badly like he would have gotten the money here. Also, he oh, would yeah. have gotten paid max money. He would have been part of like what would feel like a long, you know, career of success here in Boston if he just decided not to be such a dink. Right. Like the whole secret meeting in the tunnel with uh, Kevin Durant after making mm. all these promises. Two max contracts. Yeah. Like just now look at him. He's not on a championship team in Dallas. They're not they're a good team, but they're that's not a championship team out there. I don't think the guy really cares about winning. I think with Kyrie, it was, have I won enough to get the money that I want? And really, that's what it was. Like, whenever they won out in Cleveland, it was like, I'm a made man. I'm good. I'll be able to make max contracts the rest of my life. And this is where Kyrie Irving gets to kind of pull the wool over everyone's eyes. 
Because all he has to do in the last year of his deals be be a good soldier for 50 games and play well. And, oh, this is what it could be. This is why you have to sign him. Even though he is a, a malcontent and a dink and thinks that the earth is flat and stuff like that. Boy, these 50 games, that's the snapshot. You got to get sucked in. And then you give him $250 million, he doesn't show up for a month. Like, that's just. I'm, just, I'm he's amazed. Befuddling. He's so talented that he just continues to get second chance after second. Because Dallas extended him. He's not going anywhere for a while unless he James Harden's them like James Harden's always does to everybody else that he plays for. If Kyrie played in the NFL, how well would that act? How quickly would that act die in an NFL locker room? It is. A, it. I don't think I've ever seen it happen. Like when does it? You know who tried it? Didn't Chris Jones try it? Didn't he try to like uh, talk his way out of? Uh, no, I have, a, I have who another is one. I would say that uh, Calamari in Arizona. Maybe pulled the the closest thing to it in terms of the you know oh I don't like this language in my deal well why is it in there you know like that yeah. kind of thing that was the closest thing that was NBA player ish maybe in the NFL what I just, does government mean to you oh that my. was Kyrie's good morning question <laughs> can you imagine I I, I oh, my my I do feel pity for him and I feel like it's. I feel like f- having pity on somebody what? is worse than being angered at them and being angry with them. Because pity is like, it's pathetic, dude. You're just pathetic. Because I feel like he's pathetic now. His NBA career, sure, he's making money. He's playing in the NBA. So what am I to like to, to, to judge him? But as far as where he could have been and what he could have had and the opportunities and the extra hardware, pathetic. You're a loser. But really a winner. But a loser. I, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm I can't, with you. I, I can't stand him. I'm glad I don't have to think about Kyrie again. Thank God. Watch it be like NBA Finals now, Dallas. Not Boston. a chance. I agree. Not a chance. But that's let, let's uh, let's hope not. According to one report out of Atlanta, a description of Bill Belichick's candidacy with the Falcons, quote, Uh-oh. lost momentum. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. I love this. Chris Shine walks into the buffet. He surveys. Where's the chicken? Where's them taters? Oh, it's Wiggy. Yeah, boy. Well, that actually kind of works. 123 Gresham for you here with you. The uh, Greg Hill Show, morning, 6 to 10 a.m. We kid because we care. People think that we don't like Shime and Wiggy because we like Pickettem or whatever. Oh, you mean Good uh, grief. Uh, we pick at everybody on that show. Yeah, it's true. I think people, the only person we don't really pick on is Courtney. And there's I feel like she gets a pass. Well, uh,. That's true. We, we do mock, probably start we, picking on her more. No, we mock Curtis every once in a while, but I think the more that you don't mock him, the more it bothers him. So maybe that's okay. more fun. So, I don't want. I do not want to be involved in causing any sort of panic or anxiety attack for Coco. <laughs> She's like the sweetest person here, for God's <laughs> sakes, and so nice to everybody. Like I now others, I would okay. I think you I and I would like both jump in. Becomes unhinged. No, well, <laughs> it's uh, funny. Well, it is, it is, but I don't want her to. You know, I, I don't want it to turn into like clenched bungus for a whole day. Like she's the happiest person at this entire station. 
really probably in the world right now with the Bill Belichick firing. Oh my God, is Courtney? Yeah, I would uh, easily. Yeah. She probably sleeps at night, has great dreams, and doesn't freak out about anything because she knows she doesn't have to stress over probably a week in advance interviewing Bill. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> but will the people in Atlanta be interviewing Bill as in the media folks? So, according to uh, a guy named Josh Kendall in The Athletic, uh, Belichick's candidacy with the Falcons has, in quotes, lost momentum over the past week. And this, by the way, is summarized in an article that is uh, by Chris Mason on uh, Mass Live. So it says, uh, longtime Patriots leader, only coach, to have interviewed twice with Atlanta Brass already, once with Arthur Blank, the next time with a bigger group of executives. And uh, the Falcons have continued to go with other top-of-the-market candidates. And we mentioned that uh, Atlanta's up to 14 candidates, and Jeez. there's a handful of people who are going in for second interviews either this week or next week whenever they can. Uh, So Kendall writes in The Athletic, at the very least, the Belichick candidacy has lost momentum in the past week with multiple league sources telling The Athletic that assuming it's Belichick or bust is inaccurate. Uh, ESPN reported on Saturday night, According to a source of knowledge of the search, but not authorized to speak publicly, the search is still wide open. The franchise is happy with the way it has gone thus far. Brother, this still feels like nothing more than public end negotiating. Why interview 14 people? Why just stop interviewing people? Well, you know what it is? Uh, well, it sounds couple, like a record to me. A, a, a couple of things. One, my theory earlier today is if you're going to land on hiring a 72 year old white guy as credentialed as he is, make sure you double check every interview box so that there's no blowback. And is Arthur Blank listening to too many people? So for as much as we've kind of joked and had fun with the give me back my organization. There's a lot of that going on right now. I wonder if in Atlanta, you've got an 81-year-old owner who's like, well, I thought the last guy would be pretty good. and I got all these other people here, and maybe they're telling me something different than what my gut feel is. You and I talked about it from the jump. Arthur Blank, skilled businessman, has built franchises, has built companies. This is not a guy without a compass. And a lot like Robert Kraft, where it's the, I'm going to put Gerard Mayo in there because my gut tells me to. I wonder if there is no gut feel for Arthur Blank or the owner's gut feel is go with this guy. And there are others, Terry Fontenot, who probably because he'll get bounced on his ass after the draft, is like, no, 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 no. Raheem Morris is not bad. Interview him. It seems like they're bored and they just have too much free time. It feels it's, like, it's like an we owner just bored. That, it's an owner that doesn't know what he wants. That's why I keep coming back to when it comes to some of these sh- searches, especially this one, 
Like, again, when Terry Fontenot is in the search but not leading the search, it's very different. Like, I do believe when they hired that guy Adam Peters down in Washington to be the GM, it was, yeah, we have all these other people. You're going to be running the search. You know, there's people above you, clearly, but this is your thing to run, vet them, bring them to us, yada, yada. It's kind of standard operating procedure. Uh, But this one... I don't know. I wonder if the owner is betwixt and between on what to do. Um, and it is funny because we broke it down earlier. So you have Dan Morgan, who is now the GM, and he's commanding everything in Carolina. Young, former player, drafted, whatever. You have Adam Peter in Washington, yep. young. Uh, so take those two guys, uh, take those two teams off the board when it comes to Bill. <laughs> right? And then who's left? You have uh, the the Chargers. And I don't know who's running the Chargers right now, but it seems like uh, um, that's not going to work for a various various reasons. So the really the only soft landing spot that I think Bill has is Atlanta. So and the only person that is going to make that decision is going to be Arthur Blank, and I I do believe he probably has other people in his ear saying Has-to. that's not the pick, that's yeah. not the pick. Don't 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 get tripped up. Don't take the cheese. Harbaugh will be here for ten years. Vrabel will be here for eight. Like these guys can build organization. Don't don't overpay for this guy. Like it's not a legacy buy. Like no, you know you got you're gonna live to your ninety five. You're gonna die tomorrow. <laughs> I do think there's what a great sell. I do believe that there's like there's something to. I think that it's it, it's Atlanta or nothing, boss. You're gonna live forever. Why are you so desperate to? We have time. Vrabel can fix it cheaper. Harbaugh just as eccentric and weird as Bill. You know what? Right now, it doesn't seem like the Vrabel market is very hot at all. Seattle's the other one. Seattle is in on Vrabel, definitely. Yeah, for Vrabel, yeah. For Vrabel, yeah. But and other than that, it doesn't sound like there is. Tennessee is moving on by hiring the Bengals' yeah. offensive coordinator. That's right. That was filled. Uh, uh, the Raiders named Antonio Pierce. So they don't have a GM. So they're like New England. They have a coach, but they don't have anybody running the front office per se. Uh, some of the other ones, there's Carolina. They hired... Uh, Dan, Dan Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, I just said that. Longtime NFL <laughs> linebacker, but what is that guy going to want as or in a coach? Like, I, he wouldn't bring in somebody with a strong personality that could override his own development and his position. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that the owner in Carolina, while naming Dan Morgan, almost didn't say, hey, I'm going to give you the job, but here's the guy you're hiring. Because that's just the way the guy's done things down there. It just It's so emasculating, though. You're going to, like, Dan Morgan is not going to bring in John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh to, to push him around. Because he's going to say, I've done it before. You're doing it wrong. Or roll his eyes every time he makes a suggestion. Vrabel, could Vrabel get along with them? I mean, I don't know. But still, you're talking about three guys that are alpha males that already have issues with people telling them what to do. They will do the collaborating thing. To a degree, to a point, right? Well, look at Tennessee. Tennessee is an example, I think, of what you're talking about. They hire Rand Carthon. He inherits Vrabel. Vrabel thinks he's getting more power. All it takes is a little slip up in a season to where they can push the guy out. And now it's Rand Carthon, who is admittedly hiring what is his hand-picked guy. But who is it? 
It's a neophyte. It's a first-timer. It's somebody who, oh, I know them, but they're not threatening. That's really the big thing that, that I think you're landing on here, and it's very true, is that Vrabel was threatening for a guy like Rand Carthon in that organization because Vrabel knew it. He already had relationships. And I think if you just asked Vrabel, I'm sure he would say, yeah, if I got the chance to run the front office, here's how I would structure it and set it up. I don't think he would be like, oh, I don't know what I would do. He would have a thought and a plan. Whereas some of these, you're right. Like how many of these GMs are job scared might be the wrong way of putting it, but don't want to assume the risk of bringing in a personality who might be able to counter every football argument you might try to make to him because he has the depth of knowledge to do so. You're right. It's intimidating. I still think at the end of the day, Atlanta's going to land on Bill. They they don't want to pay through the nose. I'm sure Bill's like, yeah, give me $20 million, I'll do it. And then, oh, it's 12 All right, that's fine. Like, at this point, is Bill holding on price point? Or is it not that he's taking junk money, don't get me wrong, but if it's in the neighborhood, if he was making 20 and it's 15, do you think he goes, no, if you're not going to give me 20, I'm not coming in to do I, it. But I, I don't but, think so. But I, but I mean, he is, that is what he's worth as far as like sure. someone. So why would, why would he take less unless well, he is so desperate? And then maybe that, that, that contract is filled with incentives, just like he would have somebody else's contract filled with incentives. All right. So workshop this then. Let's just say Belichick sits out a year and he is right there for somebody to hire right away when six or seven more teams next year decide to, whether they should or shouldn't, punt on their head coach. Does does that improve his position in terms of having been out of the game, seeing things a little differently? I don't know. Self-evaluation, some of that bull crap that, you know, new age stuff. Hey, I found a new bill. You know, that kind of thing. Does, a softer, does sitting, sweeter side of bill. I mean, does sitting out a year work for the guy or work for him? Because mm. I'm, you know what? It's, it's funny. I'm looking at the, like, I'm looking at the draft order right now. Okay. Um, if you're Matt Eberflus in Chicago yeah, going the into one next year, say. right, you're not safe. You may be fired midway through the season. Uh, is Robert Sala completely safe nope. going in? Would you dare say Kevin O'Connell is still Minnesota. safe next year? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, why not Buffalo? Well, there's Buffalo. There's New Orleans, potentially. Yep. I mean, they're keeping Dennis Arizona. Allen. Say, uh, well, the thing with Arizona is they got that Jonathan Gannon guy. They just hired him. Monty Austin Fort knows what he would be getting, knows what he would be bringing into the organization with Bill. Let's put it that way. But I'm just trying to think of if you're Belichick and you're like, okay, maybe this Atlanta thing's not going to work. So I'll just wait a year. I'm trying to think of what are the jobs realistically next year that, that might come available because Carolina, Washington, New England, and the Chargers are all going to have new head coaches. Tennessee's up there. They're going to have someone new. So, like, I wonder, does Bill sit there and go, yeah, Eberflus, idiot, he'll screw it up. I can get in there. Or the Jets. Or New Orleans next year. Um, How about this one? Uh, Although they did good with Steichen. So, I was going to say, maybe Indianapolis, probably not. 
Rams, Pittsburgh, Miami, Philadelphia. Uh, someone text in that supposedly Bill might have turned down interviews with Philly and Dallas. Dallas, I understand, oh, but Dallas, Philly doesn't have a head coach Dallas opening. Would, Dallas would be the next one because you know like uh, oh, McCarthy is going to have one more year. Right. This is it. This will be it. There's Tampa maybe. So if you're Bill Belichick and Atlanta gets squirrely on you, do you remove yourself from that search before they pick someone to preserve the integrity of being Bill Belichick to reload next year for what might be a couple of intriguing jobs? Yeah, I don't know. And the question is, what is he? Is it is it better for him to do that? To choose that because is this the only team that he would like to coach? Because if you if you if you look at it, okay, listen, I want a team, I want to coach a team that is very talented but. Um, underperforming <clears throat> right needs a little quick, quick uh kick in the butt right like is uh needs- somebody needs a jolt or yeah. they need someone to kind of take a talented team and push them over the top that's why buffalo yeah. comes up because that's a team that needs a shove and is belichick good enough to shove that group kind of across the finish lines it's almost the same thing in dallas too dallas is just more open about hey Maybe we're going to get rid of the head coach, and the owner comes out and says, "All right, we're in for one more year." Even though I think about like even Sean Payton, like he just took a whole year off, and sometimes like I feel like coaches need to do that because they just, man, they just need to just get away from it. It just wears you down and makes it you older. See it differently. Just, just get away from the business. And and if you are jonesy to come back, then it means you never should have left in the first place. So now you come back with a new source of energy. He doesn't want to do that. I actually look at him, but he may literally just look at the Atlanta Falcons job and be, that's the only place I could go. And ownership may be a big part of it. Ownership may be a big, well, not that Spanos in, in L.A. with the Chargers isn't, but you can see him maybe respecting Arthur Blank and having a better conversation, maybe possible understanding and relationship with Arthur Blank as opposed to somebody else. If we are to believe the way it has been reported and we have no reason not to, that Arthur Blank's uh, first meeting with Bill Belichick. So Belichick goes in and he meets with the owner right away. And then on the second one, he meets the others. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I wonder if there's the Arthur Blank's knows Arthur Blank knows what he wants to do. Let's try to save the guy a little bit of money. Let's make sure we do the thorough search. Duh, duh, duh. Because how many people in a first head coaching interview unless it is being run by the owner how many guys get an audience with the owner on first meet it's normally you meet the underlings and then you kick upstairs and meet the big dog yeah and and the other thing is what about that Josina Anderson report from last week where it was basically already done they just needed to fine-tune some things with the contract and the numbers and the years and all that other stuff it seemed like it was a done deal and now more people are interviewing so if Bill really wants, I, I do think he would probably take less and he would compromise in some fashion. Oh, with yeah. Them. I, there's got to be a little bit of bend here from. But it's Belichick. not going to be a massive pay cut. No, but if he goes to 15 million, is that the end of the world? I don't know. If you're used to making 35 and someone says, I want to only pay you 15 for doing the same amount of work in a tougher situation, well, aren't you kind of like, meh? Well, we heard 25 and it was to do two jobs. So if you knock him down to go and rate. 
about 15 million for a tenured head coach. I think Peyton's getting 18 or 17 and a half, whatever. So you're, you know, you're in the neighborhood. I ain't going to be holding a bake sale for you or, you know, no, not going to be standing outside of a couple no. of pencils in front of a stopping shop begging for money or nothing like that. Uh, but it does make you kind of wonder if it isn't going to be Atlanta. I predict that if Bill kind of gets when Atlanta is and picking him, he will remove himself from consideration to preserve. Yeah, to preserve. Hey, I'm Bill Belichick. Yeah. You know what? Like, it ain't good for me. That's okay. You don't tell me when it's over. I tell you when it's over. Yeah, and you know what? He'll go to TV, and he'll show the other side of himself, and people will start to warm up to him a little bit more because they'll be like, oh, my God, he's a human being. And then those Ooh. other jobs come open. Who's getting and- knocked off that, that uh, set? CBS, Fox, oh. who's getting pushed out? Are oh. they just going to make more room? Just bring one more chair up. You don't think ESPN would uh, punt Rex Ryan to slide Bill Belichick in there? Yeah, but I don't see him doing a. Uh, I see him doing like a CBS Fox situation. So they'd have to kick either like Boomer Sice and Chris Sims, probably Chris Sims. Ooh, probably Chris. So they're not getting rid of Nate Burleson. Or not- we have more fun on game day, and they don't go with Saban. College though. He had he was the star when he did it for Army for Navy. putting on a night helmet from nineteen thirty. Yeah. Saban's more equipped that to handle was only, college. That was only two teams. He's a he's a pro analyst. He is not a college analyst. However, I do think that if Bill isn't coaching, Saban and Bill are going to get just gobsmacked offers by I would think networks. If, I would take uh I would call up Nick and be like Nick let's do the Peyton Manning you know uh thing let's do like our own like little broadcast mm-hmm. and we'll just talk about the game do you think there is anything in Atlanta to 28 to 3 no I would think if you already had two interviews but that's the thing Maybe for Arthur Blank, he's like, yeah, I don't care. Why would but why other would people they care, in the organization? Why would like, they, as a so wait so Bill now is you now have him as your coach and you're right. still looking at him as a reminder of how bad that game was? Yeah, for some it seems weird. It seems you like think. you're forcing it. It's but, never going to happen again, boys and girls. I'm here to save the day. But well, there that's that's the way you that's sell what it. I tell him. He puts on Superman's cape. Yeah. Does he have a shirt underneath it or not? No, no. No, no shirt, just a cape. Just a cape. I just like real it. sexy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> have you ever choked on chicken? Are you done is next. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Crash and Fourier. Are You Done is sponsored by our great friends at Unified Office. If you're a successful salesperson looking to make a change to something more dynamic with excellent comp, Unified Office, a New England leader reinventing the communications tech industry, would love to chat. No telecom experience needed. Please email HR at unifiedoffice.com. Tomorrow, Andy Hart will be with us. He is with us each and every Wednesday. Thursday, it's Brian Baldinger. And then on Friday, it is... uh, Hold on. Two-thirds of Jock Itch mm-hmm. with uh, Razor and Lou Merloni. Uh Billy Lanny, are we done? I am not done. Oh, and we are not done because, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about delicious chicken. <laughs> so you want the chicken one? 
Oh, white. What else you got? I, did, I just had one here. which is a quick little. A company's offering. Uh, Slide it in. Ten thousand dollars for a digital detox. <laughs> Could you go Deal. a month without your cell phone? I would like to try. Siggy's oh. Dairy. They make yogurt, and it's inspired by Dry January. So they're getting ten people to lock up their smartphones for a month for ten thousand dollars. Oh, I would. I you would love to. I would love. I mean, I, I, work, can't. I can't physically can't do, it. do it. I know because of our job. We well, still our- have the internet. Um, you have, like, you laugh so you have a well, can I have a can I have phone. a flip phone? So here's the thing. Here it says selected winners who com- complete the program will receive ten thousand dollars, a phone lockbox, a good old fashioned flip phone. With one month prepaid SIM card and three month supply of yogurt. I can do that. I so I'm assuming think... that they give you the flip phone, knowing that yeah. you can call, you can text, but you can't done internet. I think I done. could. I think I could uh, do that, but boy, I'd have to write down a lot of phone numbers. A ton of phone numbers. I mean, seriously. Other like, than my parents' house phone, I probably couldn't tell you many phone numbers in my phone. I, I'm with you. I, I'd have once a they're hard in time. There, once they're in there, I never think twice about them. But doing the uh, texting on the old flip phone, where like if you had to hit the letter C, you yeah. would go to one, the number two, two one, two, three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you watch the movie The Departed, and I don't know if you've seen it, you probably have. Probably not. The no, audience, I have. The audience has. But the scene where Matt, <laughs> the scene where uh, the scene where Matt Damon is texting uh, Jack Nicholson in the uh, in the warehouse. Yeah. He's literally got the phone in his pocket and he's like one, one, two, one, two, three. <laughs> Which is accurate because there was a, you could drive and literally send text messages without having to look at the phone. It's pretty crazy. As long as you know the keyboard, you can make it happen. Right. Yeah, so that was it. This, this yogurt company is offering $10,000 for a one-month digital detox. Uh, well, let's segue to chicken because uh, we had the story of the... Uh, uh, of the uh, Raising Canes that opened in Johnston, yeah, yeah, Rhode yeah. Island. Yeah. Well, somebody almost uh, choked on chicken. Here is Channel 10 down in Providence, I do believe, with the story. Yeah, Dan and Patrice. Anthony tells me he didn't think he would ever get the chance to meet the person who saved his life, but after our story aired, he was able to thank her, and we were able to meet him. Kaya ran in and did the Heimlich on me and saved my life. Rescued at Raising Cane's. It felt like I was gonna die. 24-year-old Anthony Rapucci saw his life flash before his eyes Thursday when he says he visited the new Raising Cane's location in Johnston. Had a long day at work and everyone was talking about the new Raising Cane's. Without thinking twice, he stopped by on his way home and decided to dine inside. What was your order? I got the combo what box. Was Chicken fingers, French fries, a roll, and a sweet tea. It was the roll. Oh, got stuck. Tea. I tried to wash it down with the sweet tea. <laughs> when I realized the sweet tea did nothing but it just sat, I realized I'm choking. Tasted Sweating, good. panicking. I really feel like I'm going to die. Trying to get anyone's attention. Everyone's kind of looking around at me. <laughs> and no one knows what to do. But that's when Cherahoe High School senior Kaya Uh-oh. Elwell jumped in and gave Anthony the Heimlich Maneuver, a skill she learned while taking EMT courses. I was so thankful that she jumped in and saved me because I don't think I would be here. NBC- I, we can stop now. Have you ever seen physically someone get the Heimlich and hawk up what is jammed in their windpipe or gullet? No, I've actually, I've seen it performed at a restaurant before. And usually everyone kind of like, <laughs> so you, you, everybody kind of recognizes that somebody's choking, but Very nobody really knows what to do. <laughs> it's just funny. I've seen it performed there. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Heimlich players. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I know, it's like a play. <laughs> hey, I will be playing the person who is choking. Hey, who wants to choke tonight? You, 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 you. Yeah. No, no, it was like, because it is, it is, I feel like you should use that term. Perform like I performed the Heimlich on you. I guess you technically it's, do. You're doing you do. it. It's like a. No, it's just funny to be I like, know. yeah, I saw it at a restaurant. It was like, like Henry's feast. It was like in Orlando somewhere, like an old folks home. <laughs> it was like, uh, oh, there it is. There <laughs> what it are you is. choking on, man? No, no, I've never. I actually never seen it happen. But this guy said he choked on the biscuit. Yeah, not the chicken. That's right. And Must it, be dry biscuits. It's not biscuits. It's actually Texas toast. Because my kid had one in his thing from going right, right, for right, like right, right. They almost look like hot dog rolls. And a little, yes, that's exactly. You know what it is? If there were two, of, it would almost be like if there were two of those, and you open it up, you would expect like grilled cheese to be in there. Or something. It was the yeah. roll that got stuck. Oh, uh, the roll. That's right. He the didn't roll. say. He didn't say. Yeah, that's right. Um, are they trying to scare people away from no. raising canes? No, they're actually. Is it the only thing that's going on no. in Providence? People choking over chicken. They're highlighting a uh, high school senior who came to the rescue of another human being. It's a great human interest story wrapped in chicken. It's did, chicken. I like fried chicken. Did you? Who doesn't? Did you? Did you kind of catch like how they edited that? Uh, yeah, up? I did. Yes. It was like the girl would come in and like yeah, and then he would keep talking and you and the biscuit and like it was the roll. That got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's Molly Levine. Yeah, that was the well line. Done. It was the busy. That, that got, got stuck. stuck. <laughs> Just to remind everybody oh, what man. we're talking about here. Well, oh, there you geez. go. Uh, we are done. Andy Hart will be with us tomorrow. Chicken Nick and Billy producing on the radio side. If something went wrong, blame them. Same for Coop on the digital side as well. Thank you for making us your choice in Midday Sports Radio. Don't forget, we're back tomorrow on the Odyssey app. You can get us on YouTube. Type in WEEI. Click on the live stream. And, of course, all across New England on WEEI. Jones and Mego are next. We will see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thank you for listening.